Today we're talking about the resilient man, the resilient man. And um, as a foundational scripture I want to share um, for this message, it's in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 10. And it says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a person sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will reap destruction from the flesh. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Let us not become discouraged in doing good. For in due time we will reap if we do not become weary. So then, while we have the opportunity, let's do good to all people, and especially to those who are the household of the faith. And the scripture is uh, really one of my favorite scriptures. It has encouraged me in really dark times. And I want to just pull out a couple of things. One, when it's talking about this, this idea, this principle of sowing and reaping, and it gives connection to our spirit and our flesh and it talks about when we do things of the flesh we'll reap destruction from the flesh when we do things of the spirit we'll reap eternal life from the spirit and it just gives uh, as like a, an extra credit add-on to this of this idea that when when it comes to resilience we prepare ourselves before the need of resilience um, be, and it it goes into our first point, which is withstanding hard times. And I believe that strength is seen in the ability to endure weakness. Let me say that again. Strength is seen in the ability to endure weakness. And a lot of times uh, when we use the term, I feel weak right now, it's often because we're carrying so much. And if you were to actually relate it to going to the gym or working out, um, it's it's the moment the moments that you feel weak when working out is when you have the barbell on the last rep and you can barely lift it off your chest. And for me, I, I work out at my home garage. Uh, I made my own little gym, and I don't have a spotter. <laughs> so when I, when I'm on that last rep, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it it's it's like a life or death in that moment. And in that moment, I may feel so weak, but it's only through this idea of withstanding that weakness, enduring through that I actually realize I'm using all of my strength to get through this. In the same way it is with life. The definition of, of resilience is the ability to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. That's the definition of resilience. And I believe that it's in the moments of struggle, the moments of hardship, or even the moments of unforeseen disaster that we feel the weakest as men. It's in the moments that we least expect it, in the moments that we didn't know that we needed to be strong, that we need resilience the most. And not knowing the end result can cause many to just give up under the pressure or under the load of responsibility. And this idea of this need for strength, I believe it comes back to this verse in that we build our each other up before we need resilience. And if we strengthen our spirit 
uh, in the sense of like the idea of working out, if we have that kind of mindset with our spiritual walk, whenever the time comes to need resilience, to need that strength, you'll be able to endure it because what you have sown in your spirit. Y'all feel what I'm saying? And we often imagine that a man's inner strength is seen in the moment to act heroically when help is needed. That's the way we typically imagine strength to be seen, like the Superman style to where you just show up in the nick of time and we're just waiting for this, this hero to be needed. But I believe that it is better seen in the endearment through difficult times that real strength is tested. It's through this elongated hardship that we see the real strength of men rise up. And if we understand that resilience is seen in the ability to withstand, I would want to really encourage you with this, that when a storm comes, when you go through a storm, rather than trying to be a hero and fix it, because most of the times we can't fix a storm, that's usually our first response or reaction is to try to stop it from ever happening. But it takes a moment to, in reality to uh, a moment of a realistic perspective when you realize that there's nothing you can do to change your circumstance and so nothing you can do to change a storm you're going through. There are times that you can, but I'm talking about the times that you can't. I encourage you that when it's that kind of storm to simply stay standing and resist the urge to run away. If I were to compare it to fatherhood, so many men see this as like a, a looming storm of, of, of children coming and, and this storm that's out of their control and they, they have this, this fear that they're not strong enough and so they run away. We do that in so many aspects of life. I don't know how many good strong men have quit their jobs, not because they hated it, but because they felt unqualified for the job. They felt like they were going to get fired anyway. And so they run away before they could fail. They, that fear of failure, that fear of rejection. And what I'm saying to you is simply stay standing. Stay standing. Re resist the urge to run. And instead, simply be there as a rock and endure be a rock and endure. It doesn't mean you have to do anything fancy. You, you just need to endure and be there. Be, un, uh, be immovable. And once that storm has passed, you will recover and you'll be stronger than you were before. You will recover and you'll be stronger than before. When I look back on even just the storms I faced, like uh, building this church, starting this church, there's so many moments where these storms would come and it's just like this this urge to run away even though you feel passionate about something even though you love something you have this urge to run away because of fear and time and time again when I've chose to simply be there <laughs> after the storm passes I, I get so much wiser I get so much stronger I, I feel like the a completely different person and character and, and as a man to where when I look back at just myself three years ago, I'm like, man, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what, uh, how little I, uh, I knew, how, how little I really was compared to how strong I've become. And I'm telling you that in the same way for you, whatever 
that is for you in your life, endure, withstand the hard times because that's what resilience is. And in the process of withstanding, you must remember your reasons why. You must remember your reasons of why you are choosing to withstand. And with that, I want to say this. Always know why you do what you do. Always know why you do what you do. It's in these moments uh, that we are withstanding the hardship that we have the most doubts. In these moments that we're going through the storm, that's when we have the most doubts, the most insecurities, the most fears. And our minds will go from one extreme to the other as it ping-pongs back from faith to fear over and over and over. I mean, just in our salvation, we ping-pong back and forth of whether or not we're really accepted by God. And we go back and forth from fear to faith to fear to faith. And what I want to say is this. Stop these fantasies of fear. Stop letting your imagination of fear go wild. I call them fear fantasies because rather than focusing on what might happen, I would say to focus on the reasons of why you are, with, are standing there in the first place. Rather than focusing on what might happen, focus on the reasons why you are standing there in the first place. Remember why you are doing this all in the first place. Remember why you're doing it in the first place. And ask yourself, what is the purpose for you? What is part of your purpose? Whenever you're going through a storm, ask yourself, why am I going through this? Why should I stay through this? And is it is it your future? Is it your marriage? Is it your kids? Are you trying to build something to last in your life? Are you trying to make a mark? Are you trying to make something greater out of yourself? Why are you really doing what you're doing? Ask yourself that and make that reason this unmovable rock in your soul because once you figure that out it makes it uh, you make it you should make it your your life's mission statement and just make it your mantra make it your your soul's tattoo and remind yourself as much as you need to of why you choose to endure through the hardship through when times are difficult because when you get this reason locked into your soul nothing will be able to break you Nothing will be able to break you. Nothing will be able to change your mind. Nothing will be able to redirect you. You will just be set in stone because you know why you're doing it. Y'all feel what I'm saying? And that leads me into our last point, which is believe in a payoff. Believe in a payoff. Motivation can only come from believing in the possible results. Motivation can only come from believing in the possible results. This scripture that we're talking about, one of the one of the best parts of the scripture, or one of my favorites, I would rather say, is when it says, let's not become discouraged in doing good. For in due time, we will reap if we do not become weary. And the scripture tells us to not grow tired of doing good. And what that means is it is insinuating that there will be times when you are going through all of this hard work, that you're actually doing good things, but feel like 
you aren't seeing any type of fruit or any type of payoff from all of your hard work. The scripture is literally telling us that, that you will feel this idea of discouragement because you don't see any fruit from it. And it makes it a point to remind you that the principle of sowing and reaping is one that God takes seriously. It says God will not be mocked. And then it says don't grow discouraged of, being, uh, of, being, of doing good. So trust that God will make things work out for good in some way. And when I say that, I feel like this has to be attached to it. Never assume a result without adding the power of God to it first. Never assume a result without adding the power of God to it first. Because if you grind for good, goodness will come. If you grind for good, goodness will come. And God is typically much more creative and much better in making these good results and what they could possibly be than what we initially think they should be. Time and time again, I have an idea of what uh, what some good payoff should be or a good result should be. And then as I look back in the years, I'm like, man, God's, God's way was so much better than mine. He was so much more creative than what I initially expected. So allow yourself to believe that it will all be worth it. Let yourself be motivated in believing the faith of God and that God is for you and not against you. Remember, faith is believing in the things that you cannot see. Fear is the exact same thing, believing in the things that you cannot see. And so if we have a choice to believe in faith and or fear, they both take the same amount of uh, uh, power within us to just simply believe without seeing choose to believe in faith and remind yourself that those fears are not real those fears are not real and don't let them continue to badger you and and try to wear you down to give up but rather lean on faith instead so that you can become resilient and enduring through this this the hard times enduring through feeling weak and you will come out stronger you will shine brighter at the end of it and that is being a strong, resilient man. The ability to bounce back. The ability, the ability to recover even after a disaster. And it, all of this, I want to come to a close with this idea that God himself shows the power of bounce back. I mean, all the way back to the garden, when, when man caused destruction through, through sin in the world, the whole the the whole bible shows this bounce back moment that god makes in mankind i mean it through through all of the lineage you look at all of these stories where man would cause wickedness or evil or corruption and cause cause so much destruction and god would interject and cause a bounce back moment i mean just look at the nation of israel to where they were a, a people that were endured through 400 years of slavery and then become uh, become delivered from their oppressors of Egypt. And then once they uh, ruined themselves again through sin and through uh, false worship, God causes them to bounce back after years of refining them, uh, refining them in the desert, in the wilderness. And every time as this, this group of people became a nation, every time that there was uh, hardship or difficulties, God would cause this nation to bounce back all the way to the point till now to where what other story 
uh, what other uh, nation or people in the world could could literally be scattered abroad across the world, be persecuted in in such crazy ways, like through the Holocaust and, and other other moments in history, and then become a a nation back to their homeland to where where they originated. It's like this crazy story where God constantly shows these bounce back moments. And in the same way, he shows the greatest bounce back opportunity in Christ to no matter what kind of disasters we've experienced in our lives, we're able to have a bounce back moment in Jesus Christ. He's able to, to not only forgive us, and but he's able to redeem us to where the very things that were disasters become parts of our, our, our foundational and pillar moments of, of God's goodness. And so if you're listening to this and you have not had this, this first moment of a bounce back moment with Jesus to where you've come to him, all that you are, and have asked him to redeem you, have, have asked him to be your Lord, your Savior. And if you haven't done that and you want to do that today, all you have to do is go to Jesus yourself. The Bible says in the book of Romans that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is who he says he is, surely you shall be saved. What it's saying is if you talk to him yourself with an authentic heart, that that's all it takes to start a journey with him, a relationship with him. And he will do the work with inside of you. You will, des you will just simply start desiring different things. It's an amazing experience to have Jesus lead you in your life. And that bounce back moment is incomparable to anything else in the world. And so if that is you, again, you don't need me to lead you through a pretty prayer. You can talk to him yourself. That being said, I want to just pray as we close. God, I thank you for this time that we've had to talk about your goodness and your ability to redeem just about anything, Lord. Just your power and your ability to make um, even tragedy into something good and beautiful. And we reflect on your calling for us to be resilient as men. And we recognize that in that resilience, we need you. We need you. We need faith. We need hope. We need you, your Holy Spirit. And so I just pray that you bless these men and that you cause a resilience to to just shine in them, to to abide in them, and that you strengthen these men. In Jesus' name, amen.